I, I, I think it is my turn to take us in. Sure. Oh, Austin wants it. Austin wants Austin wants to grab a hold of this one. It's just because I think it's a it's it's right. I just take think the, it's it's the time. Take the Kabuto by the horns, Austin. Oh. You get to like uh do the, 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 the complicated spaceship docking maneuver while you're the you know, this is like your helmsman test. Don't yeah, fuck up. Oh. The Admiral is watching. Let's mm-hmm. fighting love, buddy. Let's this go. This is a no win scenario. <laughs> can we go can we go back? Uh Regardless of how Japanese is spoken, mm-hmm. are you telling me you, in all honesty, call the Pokemon Kabuto? That's how you say its name, Kabuto. Yeah. That's, yeah. How, that's how Japanese is spoken. And it's an American <laughs> game. It's not Charmander. It's, it's not Charmander. It's an American game? <laughs> you what? <laughs> It's not called Charmander in Japanese. It's not called Squirtle in Japanese. We say Kabuto. We say Kabuto in this country. <laughs> My name is Mr. Sour Pickle. They are the visionaries. Rappling Hood. It's all about helping people. Hold up with people. You're getting on my nerves, horse. We can't ever go back to Arizona. I rude. How did JFK get my spaghetti video? To help them fight Mondragore. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And we have a special returning guest in the audience. Audience. Uh, yeah, in the audience. That's what we <laughs> got. Yeah, we're in a live. We got to come on we're down. And we got to rock the audience. <laughs> come on down. Uh, come on down to the stage. Uh, Kyle Hennick. Hey, coming down to the Ba-da-ba. stage. Yeah, oh man, I'm so Kyle happy to be here. Kyle from Washington State, where he collects bottle caps. And yeah, I, I, I brought my I brought my lucky Kabuto. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing it on my head, which is where it goes. <laughs> Yeah, you are you are Poke fan number one. <laughs> yeah, are we okay? So I, I liked the I liked the sort of like calm energy you started this episode with, uh, as if to sort of belie the extreme giggles that we've had uh, since hitting record. Uh, don't tell but, people about things that are not going to be in the show. Don't don't warm them up just to let them down. <laughs> you don't think that the giggle energy is going to suffuse the the proceedings? Everybody listening, you have just boarded the chuckle bus with the rest of us. So. Yeah, we're already halfway to the station. <laughs> <laughs> we we left the game show. We're on a bus. I don't know where we are anymore. Austin, the, direct well, us. Okay, here's the deal. Kyle, we're so happy to have you. Um, I'm so happy to be here. I love you guys. We are taking a little break, as we are wont to do, from our Magical Girl arc, and we are, we are doing another special. Well, we yep. kind of are. Uh, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> in a way, we're doing a Magical Boy <laughs> diversion. And yeah. this was, as so many of our worst specials are, a vote <laughs> from Patreon. <laughs> Blowing up the patrons. Uh, at this They've point, got I got bad taste. <laughs> the things they like. All of the shows our patrons pay for are bad. <laughs> you know what it is? Is that they pay? They pay for this experience. They want us to suffer. Right. Yes, exactly. And, and I got to tell you. I didn't today. I know that there's going to be a lot of viewpoints. You're going to hear a lot of different things, and many of them slanderous about Ronan Warriors. But you're not going to hear that from me because I had a fucking blast today. I I have a confession. Uh, yeah? 
as as uh the play-by-play of this show is not my fave. Uh, it's got a lot of English 101 point, like, meat on its bones. I just had so much fun. I had so much fun. It's trash. It's, like, really bad. Like, also very bad in many ways. It has horrible pacing. It's, yeah. Uh-huh. It's just... I didn't, I didn't hate this show. Sort of like I don't hate uh, watching... Bachelor in Paradise, like six drinks in, and trying to figure out which uh, chat is I see, which. I see. <laughs> like, are I, we I, hanging out with six drink Kyle right now? <laughs> you're not. You're not. I got to drive later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're watching Ronan Warriors. So this is this is the show that uh, that patrons chose on. for us. Yeah. Yeah. You decided. Um, I've got a teeny bit of knowledge just to drop at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> The, the the original Japanese title is Legendary Armor Samurai Troopers, which has nothing to do with Ronin oh. at all. And Ronin, they're not Ronin in they're the not, original. Yeah. They just that thought it really, was a fun word. And, and they did think it was, and that really undercuts a lot of what I was going to give this show credit for, which I may as well do now with <laughs> yeah, you guys. <laughs> because, because we're going to have to cut it out because it won't be relevant. No, 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 we don't have it, to cut it out. Tell us your th- thoughts. What, are you, right, what were you, well, you going to give it points for? Okay, so they called these guys Ronin, mm-hmm. and uh, the bad guys seem to be this sort of um, recollection of Japanese imperialism, especially like the feudal Japan oh, yeah. era, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it, the show also has some of that. What's you know what's deeply ingrained in anime's bones, anime's uh, bones, the, the post-war angst. So. I was really intrigued by a show that sort of placed Imperial Japan as the bad guy in this post-war angst. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it would be like a children's show in America blaming the USA for 9-11, right? Like, right. It would be, well, it would be <laughs> no, pretty intensely, like, woke. That is also <laughs> interesting because there, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of political complexity in Japan around the sort of ancient samurai and yeah. and the samurai era, and that sort of like is really tied with nationalism in a lot of ways. And so there is there are connotations there, Rory. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's, you're not. Yeah, you're <clears throat> not wrong about. It. Of yeah. course, of course, there, there's some of that's there, but I thought it was more overt. I thought they were placing the Ronin as the good guys, which is, you know, a yeah, lot of times and, they're sort of portrayed as blackguards and rogues and not and, like, and to be, to be the cl- establishment, we out, bro. <laughs> yeah, to be clear to to listeners who may or may not know, Ronin are, are samurai who have either, uh, like their lord has died or they have left the service of their lord or they never had a lord to begin with it's kind but of that's like still kind of a chivalry's interpretation of it this is uh-huh right like this is it's more like it's more like a you know double agent or some sort of like you were you were a, a highly trained government operative and you fucked off you've gone rogue <laughs> you've gone ronin yeah you've gone ronin yeah uh, so there's no actual Ronin in the original, but uh, it's still it's still interesting. There's still a lot of like intense samurai imagery. Uh, this was on uh, this this was a 1988 anime that came over uh, later in 1995 on like the USA Network and then the Sci-Fi Network and then finally where probably any of us may have seen it in 1998 Correct. on Toonami. Hell yeah! 
Which is interesting because it's got it's got eighty eight written on it, like uh, you know, yeah. on its sleeve. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would have bought seventy eight, frankly. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Quality wise, sure. But eighty eight being the year that Akira came out, and this is like a okay. I don't yeah. want to call it a low budget Akira, but like this sort of wait. You know, cement wasteland of Tokyo yeah. is is a yeah. very Akira sort yeah. of yeah. sort of interpretation. It's a low budget show that would have appeared on a TV in Akira. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That, that's what it is. And and I think that it's it's uh, what I what I think about it. Screen what it screams to me uh, because I'm a deep anime nerd. We all know that. Mm-hmm. I I know this uh, this animation <laughs> studio really well. He's, this is Sunrise. He's got anime bones. I have anime he bones. Bo- he was born with a doctor's <laughs> call anime bones. <laughs> I, I I watched him break. I, I cared for him after he broke some of his anime bones. Yeah. And I can I took him to the hospital. I can tell you he really does have anime bones. <laughs> doctor said he should be alive. Uh, yeah, we took him to the doctor and the doctor was like, uh, and he was like, give it to me straight, doc. And he's like, well, Andrew, you are kawaii. <laughs> oh no! So he, uh, this is this is Sunrise. Uh, so Sunrise is most famous for being the Gundam guys, right? Oh, okay. so Sunrise. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Sunrise is famous at this point in time, 1988, for being having done the first like three, maybe at this point, series of Gundam, uh, and also been Dirty three Pair. series already. At eight, in so, 88, yeah, because it's a 70s property. So hold up. Dang, These guys kid. did the first three series of Gundam before this. So is this yeah. like is this like uh, regular 2K doing the first two Borderlands games before releasing the pre-sequel with their like tiny studio? Is kind of, what, is, yeah. Is, it's is like a regression. Version of that? This is like their Kyle, side, side on, project, low-budget project. I thought what Andy said was the most niche shit ever. <laughs> yeah. Underneath the anime dungeon, we're building a new video game dungeon. <laughs> and when I just outed myself know. in front of thousands of Patreon followers. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> but but if any if anyone's familiar with with the mech genre and anime, and then you look at the designs of these guys' armor, you Makes might draw some parallels. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they're, the like the little the little yeah. like like belt buckles on the back of Rio's shoes that serve absolutely no purpose except for his friends to catch him as he goes flying <laughs> through the air. Yeah, it's like weird <laughs> stirrups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to give the show its other um, uh, do do credit, uh, something I continuously enjoyed uh, was the visual intelligence, the constant attention to depth, verticality, three dimensionality, mm-hmm. and um, I, I and weather and just like and the the space that it's in will will include weather in that. Like yeah, the weather yeah, effects yeah. were um, dope. Um, I mean, it's not hard to draw a lightning bolt, but few shows make it feel like it's actually happening in the space that the show yeah. is going on. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, sure. Yep. Uh, all right, look, everybody. Um, we've we've been chatting around it. We're gonna have to like you know, go closer in on this, but, uh, I want to, uh, to take us in, I want to, uh, do something special. Cause we have Kyle here. Uh, oh. when we had Kyle on for the first time, uh, we sort of had fun with a Huey Lewis hit with the power of love <laughs> uh-huh. talking about monster rancher. Uh-huh. So I think to, to head back to the eighties, uh, we're going back in time. Five fantastic battle armored samurai. Oh! 
Together, they face the otherworldly forces of the evil dynasty. The power's in the armor. Calling on the spirits of ancient samurai warriors. The power's in the armor. All five have been given super-powered fighting skills and weapons to wield against this tyranny. Okay, we're back. We can't we can't wait anymore. We gotta keep going talking about this first episode. Ronan Warriors episode one. It is called Shadowland. Shadowland. So, Shadowland. As dark storm clouds descend on Toyama, which I guess is the city they live in, Mia Koji and her grandfather worry that this means the end of the world. But then a young man named Ryo and his tiger White Blaze mysteriously appear in the street. Oh, I knew we were in luck when we had a man and his tiger as the main character. Yeah, there, this show could commit about 30,000 sins. And yet, if it still had this hunk and his tiger, I probably would still forgive most. Of them. I'd tune in every week. Because I, I, haven't, I haven't had hunk energy like this for a while in a show we've watched. Do you agree? <laughs> like, Darian's kind of old hat. He's still very hunk, especially now that he's got a motorcycle. That's very cool, Darian. But... I don't know. I don't know. I was very moved by this boy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to be honest, man. Like, I know it was made in the 80s, but like, I just I can't take anybody with a mullet seriously. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Kid, I can't get the fuck energy of this guy either. Really? Even with the fucking tiger? Look, He's got a tiger. <laughs> no, 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 no. The tiger has a stupid kid. <laughs> Let's be real. The tiger White is Blaze. the yeah. The tiger is the real. White Blaze is the real hero here. White Blaze <laughs> is walking. White Blaze is walking down the street in Toyama, which is an actual Japanese city. I just looked it up. Uh, but yeah, th- this kid like. Everything is normal, and then all of a sudden, some kid and his white tiger that's the size of a grizzly bear um, <laughs> just show up in the middle of the city, and a bunch of riot police decide to surround him and, like, well, yeah, he's got a tiger. tiger here. Yeah, and, and, and I'm just like, this tiger has already put up with enough of humanity's shit for one day. It's, it's all, this tiger is already at its limit. And we haven't even got to the conflict yet. The tiger just got here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, this tiger is having a really bad day already. <laughs> I know. I feel bad for White Blaze. Yeah. yeah. On Yeah. What the what is okay, so before we started this segment, Kyle said he had a lot of questions about this show, and I fully agree. A lot of questions. Fully agree. Show. Uh my questions start from like minute one because yeah. We meet this girl, Mia, and mm-hmm. her grandpa, I guess, and they say a bunch of cryptic shit, and, like, they're worried because, like, clouds are approaching, and they're like, oh, no, and she's typing furiously into a computer, like, weird runes. She's doing, like, the Winter <laughs> Soldier activation phrases. Well, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It starts immediately, like, one of the first lines of dialogue in the entire series, in this episode, in the entire series is, well, it's the end of the world. Like, yeah, like, yep. literally like, well, the world will end today is like the third line that anyone says. This is the dynasty. Kalpa's empire has revived. The world may very well end today. <laughs> we go from like, ah, Toyama City. The world is ending. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> like, and I, I, I enjoyed the premise, at least for a laugh of of uh, Grandpa Doomsday Prepper just being 100% right. Like, oh, yeah, computer sorcery. The sky <laughs> is falling. I, I, I fucking told you now who's the asshole for telling you to drop out of college. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, uh, pretty pretty quickly, not only do we get the world is ending today, but as soon as uh, they see that that this this hunk and his tiger have arrived, uh, immediately Grandpa's like, oh, a Ronin warrior. The world might not end today. Oh, dope. That, that guy's a Ronin warrior. How do you know? How do we know anything? I was so unmoored He's yeah. like both of these episodes that, yeah. I mean, at first I was like, oh, you know what? I kind of like that they're jumping right into the action. We don't have to deal with, you know, seeing a, a snoozer episode of, of Ryo, like, going to school and learning that he has <laughs> magic powers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they go so far in the opposite direction that we just have nothing. Like, does Ryo volunteer at the animal shelter? Are we going to find that out in <laughs> It's also four? unclear if the other guys know each other. Like, they right. seem yeah. to have some sort Are of they familiarity. Are they reincarnated from, you know, the Edo period? Are Have they, like, always been alive? Are they immortal? Are they, like... Are they from real? somewhere else? Did they grow yeah, up here yeah. in the I, real world? I was under the impression that they only showed up because the bad guys showed up. That like they exactly were, meet the yeah. same. That's what I got too. Yeah, they, and they, so like, like, where were they? Yeah, be- because because if like, <laughs> well, one of them was from Brooklyn. So you were going to introduce us to your friend, weren't you? Huh? I'm Rowan of the Armor Strata. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other one ah, is from London. What's up, from Rio? England. Hey, you. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, but like the- it's me, Joey Wheeler, the Ronin Warrior. <laughs> and hello, I'm a British guy. Yeah, I'm played by the same voice actor as Sage, and so it's hard to know what's going on. Up here, Buckethead. What? I'm Sigh of the Torrent. Trust is my symbol. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't understand with like. So you've got this this kid with a mullet and a big ass white tiger, and then like four other dudes who just are here now. That that yeah. just like show up, like, and they, and they all seem to like, but nobody knows. Like, we don't know what their relationship is to each other, and we don't know what their relationship is to anything else. All yeah. we know is how little they're committing to their accents. Because yeah, we do know that. Boy, they're like a sixty percent at all times. <laughs> Also, I, we got two guys in blue, which is fundamentally. I, know. I like, was writing their colors down. I was like, okay, we've got and here. So I'll say I'll, I'll say all their names, right? So we've, yes, we've in, in the order they're inter- introduced. Main hunk is Ryo of the Wildfire. He is red, and his virtue is righteousness. Okay, because they all have things, right? They then have, we have well, not only elements, but also virtues. They don't have right. elements. Wildfire. I kind of have. I elements. think they kind of have elements, and I don't know what they are. Uh, then oh, we've got no, maybe Rowan right of the Strata, and he's from New York. He's darker blue. Yeah, and I think you know I that think he's like New York name Rowan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, then we've got Kento of Hard Rock, who also, is orange. I'm so sorry. But with the fact that they're rodents, this Rowan the Ronin is ludicrous. <laughs> Rowan the Ronin? Yeah. Yeah. Ro- Rowan Warriors? Yeah. <laughs> no, for the last time, it's I thought it was Rowan Warriors. Rowan Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Is his last name Warriors? Because... <laughs> uh, then we've got Kento of Hard Rock, who is the food one. He's kind of a Bolin from Korra. Uh, he's orange he's and He's hung Justice. from Voltron is what he is. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's, uh, he's also that. Yeah, He's that same character that is all of those characters. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then there's the British one, Psy of the Torrent, who is blue also, but slightly lighter blue. It's way lamer <laughs> than being of hard rock. It's so much lamer. <laughs> like, uh, I, I think they were, were they, like, this was the 80s. Were they like, yellow is a girl color? Like, did, is that what happened? This, this, 
I don't think th- this show is not like a true to form Super Sentai show. And I don't think that there is uh, a color team, right? Like, there's not like a color wheel that everybody's one of the colors on. Um, but it kills me that because they are bothering to give them all different colors. Except yeah, I know there's, there's, en- yeah. there's enough color to make it annoying and confusing. I agree. Yeah. There's also red and a dark orange. Yeah. Yes. So a, it's a, a burnt orange. It's like, could we yeah. have, like, are purple and yellow girl colors? Is that what, like, like I say in I air quotes, like, because that's some yeah. 80s sexism shit? Yellow like, is definitely, I I mean, I've only seen a few shows, but yellow's kind of a kind of a girl ranger. Because that's also, so like, right. Power Rangers had the dude as the yellow ranger, and then in the U.S. they said it was a girl. Yeah. Right. Oh, I, yes, that's true. There's, there's, and there's a lot of all-male Power Rangers in the in the in japan or Mm -hmm. japan korea where in the u.s they've always kind of tried to go for uh hey we've got five people in costumes let's let's yeah we can do whatever we want when they take them off yeah four quadrants with let's go for it boys yeah uh uh so sai uh what is it yeah his his element is trust and then finally we have sage of the halo uh, who's pretty unremarkable, but he's green, yeah. so he's got a I unique Sage color. I thought Sage was was kind of cute. <laughs> well, I his, thought his Sage hair was kind of my guy. His he's got a good. Remarkable. He's got good hair. Uh, the the fun fact that I learned from like skimming a couple of the uh, the later summaries or like just random info is that uh, our our main girl, uh, what's her name? The hell's Mia. her name? Mia. 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 Mia gets with Sage. So Mia Ooh. thinks Sage is the right one too. Yes, Sage. Okay. <laughs> she throws she throws a booty around town with that. Yeah. So so <laughs> so uh, Andy, I have a question. How many yeah, episodes exist of this show? Oh, wait, let me guess. I want to guess first. Um is it 7? No, no, no. I I'm, I'm putting it, I'm putting it I'm putting it in the 50s. I'm calling it whatever it is, 52, 4, you know. I'm calling it 52. Give me plus or minus a couple. Uh I'm doing a little math. Because I feel like they've only got enough material for seven. Austin, you got a you got a price. Okay, Kyle's at seven. <laughs> I going, know, I know, it's not good, actually it's seven. It's a pretty but... good Price is Right bet. <laughs> Austin, <laughs> where are you at? I'm pretty sure it's like in the fifties. Yeah. I, I... Ooh, pick a number. We'll go Price is Right rules for real. I'm gonna say, I'll say I'm gonna, fifty-eight. I'm gonna say sixty-eight. I'll, I'll, and I'll what was your guess, Rory? I said fifty-two before we were doing this Price is Right <laughs> shit. <laughs> So Rory actually uh, wins because it is Ooh, 50. Baby. If you include the OVAs, there are 50 episodes. But in the first actual season, there's only 39. Oh, I went over oh. that. We I just said it was Price yeah. is Right's rules. Yeah. yeah, so none of you win. I yeah, win by wins. default. <laughs> Drew Carey uh, wins. <laughs> oh, it's okay then. Looks like Drew gets to keep it. <laughs> well, we did bring in Kyle from the audience, so you do have to go back. Oh, now, man. Back into- All right. Well, thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, you do get we're this, gonna uh, we're gonna mute you in Discord. And... <laughs> um, it's really interesting to have these really wildly flowery names for all of the characters. They, mm-hmm. That really kind of drew me in when I heard them because they're they're couched a little bit. Like I think we're so used to. We watched uh, Tiger Sharks, and everyone's name is just <laughs> yes. like I'm Sharky the Shark, and yes. I'm Dolphiny the Dolphin, and yes. it's like okay. So, so yeah. when you when you have a character like Rowan of the Strata, and you know who's like I don't know light or air or you know Kento you know Kento of Hard Rock, and you're like oh it's couched a little bit. I like I have to do a little bit of thinking, and then it's not so on the nose. 
yeah. about like their element and their yeah like i'm which... rowan the lightning one and kento the rock one like yeah there's like there's like they went an extra step they did an extra thing and when they yeah. localized it they didn't bother changing it to something that was more friendly uh-huh which is uh, i think both a a hindrance and a bonus because again with the colors are not as toyetic as they could be yeah. did they so these are their names in japanese so they've, they're kind of also a little camelotti no they did change the names but in terms of like uh like they're sort of like suffixes or whatever you want to say. I think that they kind of, they're like vaguely translating some That's some what things. I figured. I was thinking like, because especially something like hard rock, it feels mm-hmm. like that's a, that's a direct translation more than a, than an interpretation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So actually, actually this one, you say what you will about this show and it's dub. I think this hit around a time where there was enough like Power Rangers mo- like movement and like en- enthusiasm for for more Japanese content that this hit in a really cool way because they did not just fucking Fart tear it in. apart like they did in Sailor Moon. They did not censor this show, really. They did not cut mm. it up or do weird shit to it. They kind of just did the thing, translated yeah. it and gave and, it to us. And so I, I'm struggling to remember the, the other show we watched that was um, you could you could compare where. It had a lot of slowness to it, and they drowned it in extra dialogue. And this show didn't. It, yeah. This, so, arguably, because because especially with the dialogue and the main plot of bad guys are bad, and they show up, and good guys are good, and they show up, and they fight. <laughs> yeah, that, the you main just summarized the entirety of both of those episodes. <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> so, that's, that's the whole, so that's literally the, 48 minutes of content we watched. It's just that. The sentence. dialogue <laughs> and the plot of this show are kind of Ds, are arguably Fs. Oh, yeah. um, sure. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. the reverence to pensive moments is... Probably not in the show's benefit, but I love the commitment to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of the tragedy of this show in a lot of ways is because this came out in the 80s in a very different style and aesthetic and uh, as a precursor to a lot of arguably either cooler or more exciting fast paced stuff that came out through the 90s. Uh, and this didn't a lot of us didn't see it until like 98, 99 when it was on Toonami. And yep. by that and time, it replaced Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Oh, fuck. So, like, okay. you take that yeah. out of the time slot and then you put Ronan Warriors in and you're like, mm, I don't know if these have the same demos or if they have the same, like, <laughs> energy at all. They definitely do not. <laughs> I was absolutely one of those kids who, like, kind of fell off on Ronan Warriors. I was like, I'm watching this, but I don't know why. And I'm <laughs> not interested because it just it's it's 10 years too late. You know, when it finally came stateside, it could have been cool if it was going head to head with some of the trash in the early 90s. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, it, by that time, like Cowboy Bebop came out in the late 90s. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, there's just not it just can't it can't match up 10 mm-hmm. years later. Yeah. This, so like this this show showing up on Toonami in the 90s is like, you know. Everybody it is like you finally you you and your and your friends finally get like iPhones or whatever. And your cousin comes over from Maine who's like, you guys, check out my Motorola Razor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, cool, you're, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, Carson. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's like, it's you know, and it's not Carson's fault. Like 
his his family <laughs> it's his, a little bit you well know, i mean like you know he doesn't get to pick you know his, he gets he gets what his mom and dad give him right but like you know at yeah. the same time like come on buddy <laughs> yeah I, I, okay so i want to i want to give i want to give some since we're, we're we're basically using this probably both of these segments to talk a lot more generally than we're going to do to actually walk through any of the things well, that happen I, on screen I, I, I gotta i gotta give a second to something like okay the mvp of both of these episodes is that fucking kusari gama Oh, dude. That Kusarigama is the MVP of both of these episodes. It Not Sorry. only is it the same Kusarigama that is handled by the guy, the first bad guy, it's, and then it's Anubis It's the chain scythe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. It's this, that a, that's a cool weapon. <laughs> oh, yeah. the Castlevania weapon. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the, it's the same one that gets handed to the second guy. And like yeah. they get so much mileage out of it. Like they do. Like you'd think that you'd think that after a while watching the guy spin in the chain, spin it like you'd think that it would be like, all right, we get it. You spin the chain, you throw it at people. But like they actually get really creative with it. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I was saying. So uh, so uh, in the second episode, uh, he's the 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 Ronin warriors have taken refuge kind of in the stairwell to a subway station. That's how it appears anyway. Uh, yeah, could be wrong. Um could be a stairwell to a shopping mall. And I don't know. Um, it appears anyway. Um, and and the evil samurai shows up and he knows their location and he's sort of attacking them from above. And it really feels that way, right? Yeah. Like he's got this long weapon and it's, it's serving a purpose besides just coolness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, some like real I said, sense. The, the show's in attention there. to depth, to depth and verticality is is pretty constant. And I. And I really dug it. It also toys so, with some interesting like combat mechanics. Like when the first guy is using it and he like chains up the kid and the girl and he throws him into the TV. Throws screen. him into the TV. And then he can like, yeah. and then like he, <laughs> and they live in the television. Then he like takes the sickle part of it and scratches himself on the chest and they're taking like damage from it. Yeah. And Cause he's like cutting himself. Yeah. He can yeah. put them in the TV and yeah. it's a, it's an evil TV and they can, and they can die. If <laughs> you die on like, the TV, you die in real life. <laughs> he's like cutting his armor nipples and it's like hurting them on the TV. Yeah. Oh, do you feel this? Oh, do you, oh, are you feeling man. this? Yeah. I'm so it's, bad. They have but, some really cool ideas. Yeah. It feels like a, a degree of separation that made it more palatable to both children and children's censorship. Like you, you put these, you put the kids in the TV and they're just tortured. They're literally tortured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they're on a TV somehow makes it, I don't know, a little more children friendly. Well, look, electricity is the fun violence that you can do <laughs> yeah. kind of no matter what. It's like Pop Rocks, but for pain. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Look, I want to I want to give a couple big picture kudos to this show because I really did enjoy a lot of things, but maybe more than anything else is sort of like a an unearned kudo for me, but because maybe like coupled with the rest of everything on screen, it doesn't really work. But the vibe of this show is incredible. They create this incredibly dark feeling like it was way darker yeah. than almost anything, even on Toonami at the time, because if we haven't really accurately said it out loud, this like otherworldly like demon they call them the dynasty this sort of like you know demon ghosts of like a bygone age have sort of returned to fuck up modern japan and the way they when they do it uh they have some sort of power to like turn off electronics 
Like every, like all the lights and in all the skyscrapers like go out. All the helicopter controls stop working. Like there's helicopters crashing. There's like ca- cars don't move. People are like running down the street. It's like a terrifying current, like actually happening apocalypse. And there's a lot of scariness. There's a lot of dark clouds. And at the end of the first episode, the 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 kingdom of the dynasty like is made manifest in the clouds. And this ancient incredibly cool looking Japanese castle that's like taller than like six of their tallest skyscrapers on top of each other is like towering above this city. And it is the coolest visual I've seen in a really it's long cool. time. It's dope. It is a yeah. neat vibe with really cool world building that is kind of undercut by just sort of what Rory would describe as kooky anime generals and, uh, <laughs> and you know, just yeah. sort of normal trappings and so, of Something show. I did like about the kooky anime captains was that there's a really fun kind of schism between the violent evil captains and the schemy evil captains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. so they're sort of having a powwow at the, uh, at the emperor's mansion. Oh and, man. And, and this guy, this guy's like, okay, so we've got to be careful. And as soon as he says that, one of the violent guys is like, you fucking <laughs> pussy dude. Go down there, kick their ass. Yeah, and then the scheming guy's so, like, "It's called a plan." Who said any? Like, what's wrong with you? Can we? Yeah. Can we just? Can we just for a second? Like, why are two of them named Anubis and Sekhmet? And then the, yeah, other, like and then the other two. Then the other two are named Deus and Kale. It's like these guys are all supposed to be like the impression I got was they were, as Andy said, like ancient, like ghosts of ancient, like samurai Dynasty. warlords yeah, past yeah yeah and their names are anubis and sekhmet like and kale yeah like anubis anubis sekhmet kale and deus you know of the yokohama anubis sekhmet kale and deus <laughs> <laughs> like, well there's also emperor talpar who i guess is <laughs> yeah talpa? really right yeah, it's Talpa. Talpa. Yeah, there's Talpa? no R at the is end. It Talpa? Oh, okay. yeah, but even it's but, a weird name but even Talpa has no roots in any Modern, no, like, like, <laughs> no. like Tulpa. It, it, Tulpa sounds like uh, something that uh, your dentist makes you put on your teeth. <laughs> uh, like, where you have to, like, you go to the dentist and they give you a Tulpa treatment and you have to breathe out of a straw for five minutes. <laughs> so, I thought this show introduced, I mean, what's basically just an explanation for anime logic, but I always like it when you go the extra mile for shit that's story convenience to be couched in something of a you know, ex- explainable reality of the of of the space. Um, the the five Ronin warriors share a sort of magical force. They split yeah. it five ways, and when somebody gets dropped, they split it four ways. It's and cool. so on and so forth. It's a cool way for like the fact that the fewer remaining Ronin warriors are left, the more baller they're gonna be. Right. I mean, there's an argument that they should kill four of them. Yeah, uh, there, there, yeah. Actually, there actually is. And I'm going to tell you why, Andy, because <laughs> this this show, the thing that the, honestly, the thing about this show that give, that makes me give it uh, a big old thumbs down is that it has pussycat doll syndrome. It's you got five uh, guys yes. who are all supposed to be an equal share of this band and only one of them fucking ever does anything. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the you like only the red one, only Rio with the twin swords and the cool tiger and the stupid. Sorry, mullet. it's Ryo in Ryo. the dub. Sorry, sorry. It's, sorry. His name is Ryo. Yeah, Ryo, right? Like the bread. <laughs> uh, he like 
he's he's the only one who ever does anything. He's the only not, like not even he's the one who gets to all the cool moments. He's the only one who gets moments at all. Like yeah. when the, when the fight happens, he's the one who gets the super attack. Like or he's the one that the monster beats the crap out of for five minutes while the other four just stand there and be like, well, I don't know, should we help him? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, if he dies, we all get, you know, one-fourth of his power, so, like, maybe we should just let him die. <laughs> like, you know, and, they're all just, and he goes off and does the thing, and then he kills the bad guy, and everyone's like, yay, we did it. I'm like, did we, though? Did we? I mean, he's got a tiger, so... <laughs> right! He does have a tiger. Like, but my yeah, point is... they like, don't have a tiger. I'd rather it be called Ronin ah. Warrior... And just watch Rio and his tiger go around and whoop ass, as opposed to these other sure. four jokers who are. I think that's a reasonable complaint. It would yeah, been, yeah, it would be a like, little bit tighter. Yeah, we don't even need them. <laughs> Look, you guys, we are completely unmoored from structure, but I it think it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Justice, life, wisdom, trust, to arms, to arms. Heroes push to the limits. A struggle between good and evil. And the fate of humanity hangs in the balance. Okay, everybody, on the pretense that we've only been talking about episode one up till now. And now the conversation leads in episode two. Now we're talking about episode two. Ronan Warriors 2, Glory for Anubis. <laughs> Glory for Anubis. <laughs> Glory for Anubis. <laughs> Glory for Anubis. Praise him. Praise Anubis. <laughs> praise, praise, <laughs> praise Anubis. Talpa sends the Dark Warlord of Cruelty Anubis to eliminate the Ronin Warriors. He is told to target Mia, uh, which is funny. Uh, as an aside, uh, Talpa summons a television? Yeah, uh, he does. <laughs> <laughs> that is watching that is watching Mia. I don't know if it was supposed to invoke like an old security camera, but I don't know. The fact that it's a TV and he summons it is is sort of jarring. Yeah. Uh, it, in, it doesn't in his feel like, ancient castle. Yeah, it doesn't feel like sort of fruity scrying, like magical fantasy vision. Yeah. He it just feels got like a TV. he summons a TV. He, I don't care. A, a Panasonic. My new 4K Panasonic television. Look how flat it is. <laughs> I got an incredibly good deal. It was the display I. model. <laughs> I'll return uh, it in three weeks and say it was scratched when I bought it. He is told to target Mia because the warriors will fight to protect her. And fight by fight to protect her, I think what they mean is use the circle. Because we oh, have the circle. Until now we have not talked about the circle. Uh, you mean Pentagon. The rest of the it's episode a will it's be a Pentagon. About the circle. <laughs> okay, before we do that, I just want to say uh, with the beginning of this episode, this is when Talpa summons like his four generals. The And he, the way he uses, the way he says um, when they meet, he says, Greetings, Warlord. Which to me is a great new way to sort of like, you know, oh, like for the squad. yeah, yeah, a, a great like gender neutral greeting for yeah. people. Greetings, greetings, warlords. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm. Everyone should steal that. Everybody should. Uh-huh. Yeah, greetings, warlords is a good way to. Yeah. So, as Rory alluded to, we have this is not a neatly split episode one, episode two kind of uh, podcast today, but we do have to take a minute or two if not more right now to talk about the circle and 
what they do here. I they there's a transformation sequence a la Sailor Moon, right? So it's, which is actually pretty good. It's good. Yeah, it is good. It's, it's actually very pretty good. good. There's lots of like really cool like old like spools of of fabric flying around, and then those like kabuki drums that start slow and then raise the tempo and then go slow again. Yeah, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. The- All that shit, it's just a it's a very good sequence. But they initiate it because it seems like they're like, oh, we'll protect you. Let's use the power of the circle. And they stand in a circle around uh Mia and well, they, Yuli. Okay, now, I have to I have to stress. I mean, it's only episode two. Mm-hmm. But the circle has not been introduced or foreshadowed or talked like about. Anything else like, in this show. They're like, yeah. time to do the circle. And you then the these circle. boys. Just start running yeah. laps yes. around this girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it, it's like a like a kid who is like joining a, a an elementary school class for the first time. Is like, all right, time to do hoogie boogie, and it's like, what the fuck is hoogie boogie? <laughs> yeah. like, you know, it's that thing where we all what? do the hoogie boogie. Uh, yeah. No, it's like for real, Rory. I did think they weren't going to do anything else. I thought the circle was just them yeah, running in a circle. Like, they did. can't hit them if we're running in a circle. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it would speed up and instead start power so I jogging. It would speed up and create some sort of force field, but they run for an uncomfortably long time, like at least yep. a ten to fifteen second sequence. <laughs> just I'm just jogging. watching these boys run laps, uh, and then they form a damn and, pentagon, and then they stop. Yeah. Inform the Pentagon, and then they can go about their business. The circle's completed. They can just leave. They will yeah, summon so their armor. What it does, their yeah. armor yeah. plants their it, armor. It steals their armor. And it makes like a, a five-pointed star. It, uh, it's actually legit kind of a cool thing because it's a it's balanced a cool power. Idea. The, anim- the animation of it couldn't have been lamer. Right, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that's but the idea that they're like, we can protect you and then go fight, but to do so, we have to leave our dope armor here to do the protecting, so we can't use the dope armor to go fight. Which, well, yeah. which would be really dope if they could do anything at all outside of their armor. Yeah, it seems like not much. <laughs> like, like they're literally just a bunch of 12-year-old kids being like, yeah, punch him! And they're like, and like the <laughs> but, ancient well, dark warlord with the most <clears throat> useful Kusarigama ever designed so, is like, okay. <laughs> I'm a so, yeah, so logically, it, it's kind of a bad spell. I'll give it that. <laughs> um, anime logic, though, it's a reasonable explanation for how they're going to get their butts kicked for 20 minutes oh, totally. and then yes, show up exactly. show up at the last minute and rock shit. Yeah, because mm-hmm. episode one ends with killing the sort of, I think, nameless samurai goon. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's by just cutting such a, a good voice actor, by the way. <laughs> the more the merrier, as you would say. Are you afraid I'll damage my little trophies? By cutting a building mm-hmm. in half, though, is Ryo cuts a building in half. Right. Yeah. Hot dog style, I might. Hot add. dog style, <laughs> like like the long way. <laughs> I love yeah the long way. I loved it because um, I think all action film and television and comics um, sort of leave proper. I mean property damage. Not to not to sound like some sort of Republican. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the property that is makes it interesting. It's like. But just the action movies sort of laissez-fairness with um, mm-hmm. with building. You're not going like, to hurt just, Target, are you? Wanted <laughs> <laughs> destruction. Uh, it it just felt really cool to really treat 
the the explosion of a building with a giant samurai as like a meaningful moment. Well, and, and yeah, the, the camera. Like, there goes the building. It's an action movie. Whoop, whoop. The camera in mm-hmm. that moment actually pans out so that you're uh-huh. like, oh, he cut a big hole. Oh, he cut a really big. Oh, he went hot dog style all the way down the belt. Like it, it feels important like, and it yeah. feels like they treat it with they treat it with integrity. And I do. dug it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But so so that's a long way of saying that, like, they do that in episode one. So with the armor, they're really good and they do really dope shit wearing their Ryo armor. Ryo is so really good. Yeah. And Ryo so does they have really to, dope shit. Yes, Ryo. Just Ryo. <laughs> the, the other four uh, just sit there and look similar. So they immediately have a problem, uh, a power problem. And so, yeah, they have like minor armor that they Mm -hmm. wear all the time, like a regular armor suit. And then they put more armor on top, which which is totally normal. Not to be confused with armor that they would use for, you know, mining. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Minor armor. Right. Yes. Uh, For cave-ins. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah so they so they gotta use the circle to protect their friends which is the the woman mia and this kid yuli we haven't we haven't talked about all about yuli that's because he doesn't matter this because yuli oh my god he says i'm yuli and then they all start like having this conversation and about 30 seconds into them all talking about what's going on who you know and reintroducing themselves says again i'm yuli (laughs) (laughs) poor yuli is just dumb as dirt (laughs) well there's also you know there's a moment in episode one where this unnamed uh samurai monster goon is uh has a chain around mia and yuli Mm -hmm. and you know he starts choking them Mm -hmm. but you know what somebody who's who's not choking would shout out i'm choking yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yuli's nothing. His parents are somewhere. They got They're evacuated away from him. They might be dead. Who knows? Yuli's We're enjoying sad. a break. I mean, yeah. that's, okay. yeah. that's the thing that's interesting about Yuli because again, this the show does express some post-war angst. This is for sure a war orphan. That yeah, you know, yeah, yep. and a orphan. And I gotta give him props for dropping that. You can't do that. <laughs> 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 Kyle's trying to Brangelina war orphans. <laughs> uh, I gotta give him props for dropping that in a children's cartoon. Like that's heavy shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even if the kid yeah. is distressingly stupid. Yeah. So after this is so this episode two is happening immediately after episode one and they're like hiding out in like an underground shopping mall or something. Yeah, it seems and that way. there is a weird thing that happens and I don't know if this is the dub fucking things up and I have to assume it, but they go to hide underground for about 10 minutes. And during that time, the narrator jumps in mm-hmm. and decides to flash us forward to the post apocalypse um, in this like narration segment of like. The metropolitan area is in ruins. Those lucky enough to escape with their lives have left everything else to the crush of the dynasty's relentless assault. The provisional government amassed its forces for what it hoped would be a devastating counterattack. It's like a montage of the army sucking. Yeah. Yes. And then they're still underground and it's been 10 minutes. And you really, it's so weird because you expect us to follow the chronology of this and think like, in about 10 minutes, 
all the military might in either the country or the world was like, oh, dude, we got nothing. Yeah. Well, I think we're, I think we're supposed to believe that that's all already happened. Like some, there's like a gulf of time between like, like at the same time as episode one and between episode one and two elsewhere in the city, the military has tried to fight against a bunch of other bad guys and failed. I mean, it doesn't feel like quote unquote time has passed. But it feels like things have settled. The army has made their their attempt. And they've on, given up on, on the, the mad, city. On the on the wizard, on the wizard in the sky. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and the Ronin warriors have sort of set up shop somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very odd. Uh, I mean, the, the the rest of this episode is a fight is the fight against Anubis. It's largely unremarkable, except for the fact that. I had a moment where I was like, is Anubis my new favorite? Because he attacks Rio with an attack that he yells out the name of, and it's called Quake with Fear. And that is a great attack name. Especially because it actually makes an earthquake. Especially when you compare it with Rio's attack. Yeah. Which is flare up now, like he's giving him herpes. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I, I, have ta- a flare up. He always he says it twice, and I'm like, is he saying flare up now? Flare up, wow. Flare up, pal. Flare like, what is he? What is the last word? It can't possibly be flare up now. That sounds like a Billy Mays product. Like, like <laughs> well, and also in that moment just before that, they have the, the all the Ronin warriors flash and say kind of their thing, mm-hmm. except it's so it's not their element, it's their like virtue, right? Right, and so it's like justice, trust, wisdom, and then I couldn't tell if it was life or life, plain, I think it's life, life, but it's it's only four things, yeah, and it's not like a fifth thing, and it just again, it feels like there's a lot of weird symmetry that they're missing out on, yeah. On, but again, they're also reverse engineering this show to be a Power Rangers when it came out in 88 and wasn't necessarily a Power Rangers. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. I mean, uh, yes. I mean, but an American, I should say an American Power Rangers. Yeah. I just don't think there's a lot of translation fuckery going on here. I think there's a lot of what you see is what you get. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess then the, but the way they, like the American theme, uh, which. <laughs> We should mention (laughs) is very much like they are aiming it to be what kids would appreciate, would, you know, would enjoy from a mid nineties. It's catastrophic. I saw a, uh, a fucking YouTube comment that was so spot on where they were like, this sounds like the South Park guys making fun of a theme song like this. Yes. (laughs) Running warriors. Yep. Yep. Okay, well, uh, we had a valiant attempt from Kyle to be our contestant on on our <laughs> game show where it's the three of us and then one audience contestant. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, the odds are stacked against him. We won again. Yeah, we win again. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. thanks for playing, Kyle. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for joining us on Ronin Warriors. Thanks for uh, having me. What did you think, bud? Uh, you know, like... Um, I, it, it was, it was a show, uh, that, that we watched <laughs> and I, uh, I, I, it, uh, man, there's so many, well, you yeah. had one more shot to win the car. <laughs> <Yeah. and laughs> like uh, it's I, slipping through your fingers. It, it would right be it, my, 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 my one sentence summary 
uh, is um, they should have called it Ronin Warrior and just yeah yeah yep. I I thought this show presents cool ideas like uh, were I listening to this podcast having not watched Ronin Warriors um, uh, or or you know speaking to some sort of hypothetical listener um, it it has merit I would the the, the idea of the show has merit. I can't see myself watching all 50 some episodes for the execution of it. No, but well, that, no. The first that would be two, the first, <laughs> it would be crazy. Yeah. The first two <laughs> present neat ideas in a novel way. And I think that you could, you could enjoy them. But yeah. I think right now also, and even, even maybe for kids like us who are watching it in the late nineties, when it came on, it really kind of feels like when you have to sit down and watch a seventies, like cop, like crime thriller yeah the the speed the speed is glacial yeah i i can't i i need to i need to say a thing here was i the only one who fucked with matlock we were on this price is right tip already (laughs) after price is right was two hours of matlock have you you ever tried to watch dragnet it's like taking that's okay dragnet is the (laughs) most boring show that has ever existed look (laughs) all all procedural no police I need to I need to 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 take us back in time really fast though because in 1998 it, back in time yes, bah, 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 1998 wow, so wow, in 1998 wow, wow. we were anime starved I I can't tell you enough in terms of people just watching anime on TV Toonami is pretty new we weren't getting a ton of stuff like uh, like random Andy things were happening on like away his bones yeah, were yes his bones and you didn't even know it yet <laughs> But I want I my my main point here is that I think maybe Austin was wasn't for you, but in 1998, this was anime as fuck, and in a way that a lot of the stuff that they tried to feed us, or like the sort of testers that they tried to feed us, were a little bit more normie friendly. This was like deep in the weeb zone. It tickled the bones, and like it, like the look of everything is really intensely anime. It they, they regenerated didn't... your bones. It regenerated my anime <laughs> bones, and so I think that there is I think, anime calcium. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's it's hindsight that makes this feel dated. In a way that in 1998 we didn't quite, as kids, have the context sure, to say this sure. is an it's, 80s anime, not a 90s anime. It's, it's, it's dated now, but you could be totally right that, like in the 90s, it may, it may have not felt the 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 stain of time that it mm-hmm. that it's tainted by. Yo, have you yeah. have you rewatched the first like two or three episodes of Pokemon? Because I guarantee you oh, they yeah. are a hundred percent worse than what we just watched with Ronin Warriors. I guarantee well, you, Ronin Warriors is so much mm-hmm. more interesting than those. They're actually they're actually they're pretty actually good. Not bad. They're actually pretty good, Kyle. Yeah, we did a couple Are episodes they? on him. Yeah, they're actually pretty good. I'll take your word for and it because you've you've done it more recently than me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll believe you. I, I I haven't done it, but <laughs> it, if not good, then at least they you can you can really appreciate the DNA for what popped off for what became mm-hmm. the monolith that it is. Sure, sure. Yeah, I just I wonder what the decisions were or when. The people in the U.S. or in probably, I guess, Vancouver uh, decided <laughs> to pull this out of the vault 10 years later uh-huh. uh, because it was anime madness. And, you know, what can we grab? What can we grab? You know, can uh-huh. we do the samurai one? I mean, I mean, for one, the sort of the difference was not known to people, really, like at least at the business level, like what the difference be- between an 80s cartoon and a 90s cartoon was like they didn't really have that 
established, but I think more than that, when it comes to to just licensing and localization, they just didn't have the benefit of the speed we do today. Yeah. Oh yeah. This was this was something, you guys. It Patrons, was. This was wonderful. You've done a thing. You did a thing. I'm sorry this one took so long, but there was there were you know we had to take a hiatus, and when we were in, in the throes of our magical girl arc, and we we're just so enthusiastic about it, but we finally done it for you. Patrons, we love you. Uh, you've clearly unspooled us uh, from <laughs> convention, from time, from structure. Uh, but we love you, and we thank you for voting, um, for exercising your ability to vote. Yes. And we have nothing else to add on that. Uh, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us. We love you 100%. I love all three love of you, you to the moon and back. And I, mm, will always, yes. I will always be here when you call. I will be... The fifth Ronin warrior to your four Ronin. There's four of you now. I'll be the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> you, never, you need me. I'll be there. Yeah, Rory, sing yeah. us out. But can you name that song? Or the band? No. Nope. We'll see you next Tuesday. That's the spinners. It's all be around by the spinners. It's famous. It's quite famous. <laughs>